Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Domesticated Dude podcast. I'm Logan, your host on this journey. For this week's episode, I'm joined again by my friend Reed. We recap Thanksgiving, our favorite parts that took place over the weekend. We talk a little bit about decorating for Christmas. Reed has been taking some classes this semester, and he gives us a little breakdown of how that's been going for him. We also talk about the art of procrastination. I am a huge procrastinator, and so is Reed. So we talk a little bit about how our ways and our mentality has shifted over the last few years. We also check in on our stock portfolios. Back in March, when this pandemic first hit, we both ended up buying into the stock market for the first time. So we talk a little bit about our strategy and how things have been going since then. If you like what you hear in the podcast, please share it with a friend, leave us a review, and make sure to subscribe so you get the newest episodes immediately. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend Reed. Hope you enjoy. Hey Reed, good to see you, man. How goes it, brother? Pretty good. How about you? Uh, well, uh, yesterday I I was uh, hungover because I still haven't learned my limits and uh, food hungover. I I uh, didn't eat nearly as much leftovers or Thanksgiving feast as I thought I would. But man, the one plate I had on both days were packed full of dark meat, stuffing, gravy, the whole shebang. Didn't miss a thing. Probably had about a pound of butter in my potatoes. I mean, it was incredible. That's what I love about Thanksgiving. Not just the main feast on the day, but the three days afterwards. Because it's all of the leftovers, and you can make whatever type of plate you want. It's amazing. Well, and honestly, I think just like a, a, a chili or, or a soup or something, leftovers almost get better and better when it becomes, at least as far as Thanksgiving stuff goes. I mean, I'm sure that's not true for all things, but man, I mean, those leftovers are killer. Yeah, we still have a sweet potato casserole, Sarah made a sweet potato casserole with um, candied pecans on the top. Oh, with cinnamon and this um, alternative sugar stuff that we use. Oh my God, <laughs> it is amazing. And we're still eating it. And um, yeah, it's it was kind of nice making Thanksgiving dinner for two people this year. Um, it Definitely uh, food went much longer than it normally does. Well, and uh, two people is a whole lot easier to cook for. <laughs> Even if you want to make a lot of food, it's 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 still not going to be a lot of food as you know it might normally be when you're doing it for twenty or thirty people. Yeah, it was it was kind of nice. We grilled up some steaks, like I talked about in the last episode. I was in charge of the meat. Sarah was in charge of the sides, which meant two different potato dishes. She made a keto cheesecake that was pretty amazing. We still have a bunch of that left over too. It's just been uh, it's been a good weekend so far. You know, another thing I got to say that I I'm a really big fan of specifically Thanksgiving and and Christmas is all rules go out the window. All like weight loss standards, all uh, like goals, they all go out the fucking window for for a couple of days. And you know, you can have the excuse of walking away from the table a couple pounds heavier and nobody gives a shit. And I love that. I love that, you know, you can put away your bullshit for a day and just eat. And that's all right for me. Yep. I like the way that you put that because the theme around the house this weekend has been a no rules, no rules weekend. And maybe that means eating some cheesecake for breakfast. Maybe that means (laughs) um, drinking some whiskey in the morning with breakfast. You know, it's just, 
you have nowhere to go, nothing really to do except stuff around the house that can get done at any time you want. You just kind of take it easy and relax. It's Mad Max rules. You eat the pie when you want, eat and drink, <laughs> <laughs> drink when you want, and kill people on the road when you want. Yep. Yep. Maybe not the killing people on the road part. Uh, but I guess in Mad Max world, that works. And then, you know, for the rest of the, for the rest of the weekend, our tradition is usually to decorate for Christmas, which I know a lot of other people do. And so yesterday I spent the day going up and down the ladder, up and down the ladder, hanging Christmas lights. But I will say that every year we hang up these lights Every year it seems to go a lot faster because I remember my little system that I have in my mind and the little tweaks and the shortcuts that I implement each year. I have to like I have a put together a playbook or something to write all that stuff down so I can remember, okay, this year the first string of lights goes left, second string goes right. So I can make sure all my plugs line up and all the all the distance lines up and everything. It's a lot to remember. Oh, absolutely. You ought to write that stuff down. Now, uh, you know, I, I hate to cast dispersions this early in an episode, but <clears throat> you're really the type who's fucking putting up Christmas lights in November? <laughs> hey, man. What is wrong with you? You got to spread some joy. Three days. <laughs> you can't wait three days to throw those things up. Got to be that weekend. Jesus. Hey, man. Well, I mean, you know, I get it. Christmas is fun. And, you know, I don't care who you are. Christmas lights tacky or not always look great to me at least you know when you got snow everywhere like you always do in alaska you know it it is fun having uh lights up in the trees especially you know like when the when they've got covered in snow and ice and stuff and you got those cool lights it it is a cool show i'll give you that but jesus not even december bud we even listen to christmas music (laughs) had the mariah carey on repeat no this was strictly indie christmas playlist Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes you have to do things in your house that you don't necessarily want to do, but you do it because it makes your significant other happy. And when she's happy, you're happy, and we're all fucking happy. Okay? Yeah, well, so- you're right. You're right. And I, I would never, ever, ever tell somebody to specifically do something that's going to piss off the boss, but. Seems a little early to me. I, I digress. Uh, I tell you what, though, if you're missing out on on the Elvis Christmas playlist, you are fucking up. I don't care. I don't know about this indie shit, but for <laughs> sure, I tell you what. The only stuff of Elvis's that I can even listen to is that Christmas hits. But let me tell you, that shit slaps. I still to this day at you know 30, 33, 33, love that stuff. I mean, I, I'll crank that stuff. I. I listen to uh, Elvis Christmas music just as loud as I listen to death metal. I love that shit. So there's one Christmas song by Elvis that drives me up a wall. And it's only because when I worked at the camera store in the mall, (laughs) when I was living back home, we would always turn on the Christmas radio station on Black Friday. And so for three weeks, three or four weeks, we have the same songs on fucking repeat over and over again. And one of them by Elvis, I can't remember exactly which one, but that has poisoned me for Elvis music. Not just Christmas Elvis, but all Elvis. Plus, 
Now that we have the Christmas lights up and the tree is up, we don't have to do it. It's all done. That's true. It's, That's it's true. out of the way. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the added benefit of, of the tree being up is you get that great smell through the house. Now, I'll tell you what, that's probably my favorite thing about uh, all the decorations is that smell of the tree just lighting through the house. Can't be beat. Cannot be beat. Yeah. When I was growing up, we would always get a real tree from the greenhouse right down the road. Yeah, right. And that was awesome. That was a really cool bonding experience. We would always go pick out the tree, take it home, set it up. Make sure there was water in the little dish, you know, make sure it had what it needed. But now a real tree just isn't real practical for me. I don't have a truck (laughs) to transport it. I can store it in the basement and I know exactly where it is. I know exactly how big it is. I know it'll fit in the house. You're you're trying to streamline your efforts every single year. And I think this is uh, one way that we're doing it in, in our house. I'm I'm sure if it, it's important enough to you, you could probably find some sort of bullshit scented candle that'll suffice for the smell. But for me, anyways, I mean that's my favorite part is the smell of the tree in the house, for sure. Yeah, I love that shit. I I do love waking up in the morning and coming into the living room and having the tree lights on. It's just nice yeah, and sure. cozy. Um, you know, when you're getting ready for work, it just makes you feel good and. Christmas lights bring joy to everybody. So I got a question for you. Do you leave those lights on all night or do you like click them on and off before you go to bed? Because as somebody who's aspiring to be a safety guy, which is a fucking joke in itself, uh, I'll tell you, I don't know that it's a good idea leaving your Christmas lights on a plastic tree all night. (laughs) That might be a good way to end in a conflagration. Did you know that there are things called timers? Oh. And they... So when you plug in your Christmas tree, you can plug the lights into this timer, this indoor timer, and you can set the time when you want the lights to come on and when you want the lights to come off. And outside, we have solar timers that go by the light outside. So once it gets dark, the lights stay on for six hours and then they turn off. Modern magic. It's it's incredible, man. I can't even make that up. See, shortcuts. You got to be efficient. You got to know how to turn these things on and you get better every year. That's some knowledge for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Put that in your safety manual. Yeah, well, at least you didn't procrastinate and uh, leave it for a week before. Like what's probably going to happen for me. I'm a terrible procrastinator. I don't do anything when I have the time to do it. I am always the type of person who leaves shit right up to the end. You are preaching to the choir, my friend. You know you know how I work and how I do things from our time in class together. It was never turn the paper in a week before. It was always jam on the paper the night before. Stay up as long as you need to to get that thing done. Yeah, you know, what's, so literally today I'm working on a paper due today that I've had two weeks to work on, uh, which I didn't even look at till today. At the start of the semester, believe it or not, I was, you know, the day I would get an assignment, I'd get it done that day or at least, you know, start on the assignment. And, I, you know, I've fallen into my ways. I don't know if it's, you know, oh, I got put off a week because of uh, uh, the babysitting I did for that young baby. And, you know, 
I, I, uh, I can tell you without a doubt, while I've always assumed that I could be a dad uh, based on my time with uh, Lane Jacob, my kid, I didn't do the baby shit. And the baby shit is a whole different thing when he's just screaming at you for 45 minutes. I, don't, I mean, like, I'm just sitting there doing like, hey, bud, anything you need, I'll do it. Okay, I checked your ass. No shit. Your, you know, your diaper's dry. Cool. Check. Uh, you won't eat because I've been trying to feed you. Okay. Check. I burped you. Check. What the fuck is your dog? <laughs> What's the deal here? What do you need? You need a tit? I don't have the right tits and mine are too hairy anyways. What do you need, dude? Anything. Just tell me. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if it was, it was, it was that put me off and kind of got me back into my old ways or as you know, Frank, my dog, uh, the guy I defended against my wife, uh, unfortunately passed recently, but yeah, I, I can't I even describe how much procrastination has always been a part of my life. And it's, it's fucking stupid. I already know I'm, we just went over this. I'm 33. I know it's a problem of mine. I know, I know <laughs> that I should, I should not procrastinate because it sends me into a spiral. Doesn't stop me. Fuck. But you know, the saying, if it wasn't for the last minute, nothing would get done. Oh, I'm right? telling you. So you know, you know now it's going to get done because it has to get done. There's no yeah, other way around it. Absolutely has to, right? I think for me, when I was in school, and even now, if I have to write a big project or something, I have to do it all in one chunk. I can't. Yeah. I can't write something and then leave it for even a day and then come back to it because I'm not in the same mindset that I was when I started. <coughs> and well, and, and <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. That's all. That's all just part of it. I want to make sure that I do a really good job. And I feel like if I am focused on that, if I'm focused on writing my paper or the assignment, whatever it is, and I'm not focused on anything else, I know I'm going to get that done and it's going to be a good job. Well, you know, uh, I'm always worried about like just not doing the whole thing period and just saying, fuck it. That's, (laughs) but you know what? I'll say this. I think if I was a better note taker, I would be able to do what you just said, you know, that you can't do. Like, I think if, if I could, I could come back to stuff if I was a better note taker, but I'm not good at notes. I've never been good at notes. What I've been good at is like, you know, in class really paying attention. And even if I'm not really paying attention, but like holding on to the stuff, but like if, if I'm in a class that really requires notes, that's always been hard for me. Like I'm not good at shorthand and like, you know, being as ADD as I am, it's really hard for me to listen and you know type or write at the same time i've never been a good note taker but i think if i was i could come back to things but i agree i I, i'm i'm the exact same way you are if i don't work it it's not going to get worked yeah i feel like i have been better at those things since being married and since being with sarah because she pushes me a lot yeah hey i need to i know i need to do laundry and she'll say oh aren't you going to do laundry today yeah, and that's kind of my hint. That says, yeah, you should probably go do this shit right now. Like, you know, you have those cues in your mind, um, but with academics and stuff, it's it's a little more difficult because it may not be as visible, or you know, maybe somebody doesn't know exactly what you need to work on and that sort of thing. So that's more of the internal struggle and knowing that, hey, I know I need to get this done, but you acknowledging that acknowledging that you have that issue maybe at the next assignment you realize how shitty this one was and how much it sucked writing it four hours before it was due 
So maybe on the next one, you're like, okay, well, maybe I should just do this now, bust it out, and now I'm done, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, so fortunately uh, for uh, the class I'm doing this paper for, I only have one more assignment after this one, which is the final, and I have like two and a half weeks to do it. I, <laughs> I'm going to make a promise to myself here and now that th- that thing will be done before the day it's due. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See, small steps. <laughs> A domesticated dude pro- uh, promise. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll hold you to that, and we'll uh, catch up next time and see if you actually oh you actually did that. But I will say that your classes were something that we talked about three or four months ago when you were starting and trying to get into it. And at that time, you're like, yeah, I'm going to give this a shot. I don't know how it's going to go. But you're almost down to the end of the semester, and it seems like you're still engaged and still doing well. How's it all been going for you? Uh, well, and I have, well, I should have three A's. One of my uh, professors doesn't like grading my stuff specifically for whatever reason. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's about. Uh, like I've turned in the assignments. We, we've had discussions about the assignments I've turned in and I've got no credit for a couple of assignments. So I got to get that kind of shit figured out. But if, if I get graded for everything that I've turned in, I should have at the very worst, two A's and a B, uh, potentially uh, a 4.0 this this semester, which I'm I'm ecstatic about because I haven't had straight A's since uh, probably middle school for sure. Uh, ninth grade was the last time I had uh, straight A's, so uh, getting back to winning ways, I guess, uh, took took a little while to do that, but um, yeah, I mean, I. I I can say for certain that I maybe haven't given a hundred percent effort on this, but I have taken my, my shit a lot more seriously than I, I might have earlier in, you know, in our twenties for sure. Like, you know, there's a lot of time that we could have been spending drinking during this semester that I didn't. Now, obviously we talked about a hangover I had, uh, <laughs> days ago, so, uh, there's still some drinking going on, but not nearly as much, not nearly as frequently. and certainly not to the same, uh, uh, uh volume, you know, th- these are, you know, this, this hangover that, uh, plagued me yesterday was not nearly the, pl- uh, the, the hangover that, uh, me and you have incurred in time. Yeah, that's for sure. I think back when we were in class together and in school together, we didn't really care. Well, we did care, but we didn't care as much about our academics as we did about doing other things like going to the bar or inventing drinks in the apartment or doing (laughs) stupid stuff like that. But I think having those experiences back then kind of show us now, hey, if we don't take this seriously, we're going to be in the exact same position that we were and that's what right. we're trying to avoid. Well, and you know, uh, oh, I didn't take out any student loans. Although having said that, uh, I don't know if you've heard, there's a lot of talk uh, with this new administration coming in about a bunch of uh, loan forgiveness. So maybe I shouldn't be incurring a bunch of student loans right now, but uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't do that. And so now now that uh, I, you know, it's it's for sure coming out of my pocket. You know, I can see the, the money trickling out of the account. It, it, it's definitely a lot more of an issue to me about how I'm performing. You know, I'm not really willing to take a C if I paid, you know, a thousand bucks for the class or whatever the fuck it is. Right. You have that ownership in it and you can see the effects that it's going to have on you. That's a great way to look at it. And now that you kind of have to get your shit together 
knowing that once you get through this schooling, you're going to be hopefully in a better position to get a better paying job and everything else just kind of snowballs after that, right? So as you're thinking about this semester, you're wrapping it up. Are you signed up for classes for next semester? How's that process going? So I'm actually not signed up for classes this next semester. So I'm uh, intending on here in a couple weeks, three weeks to a month, uh, going north and doing another ice road season for somebody. And while I do think it's absolutely true that I could take a class or two, I don't want to push my luck on that shit. I don't want to sign up for classes and then find out, no, I really can't do it. So last season, I was so far out west, you know, I was I was actually pretty close to uh, the middle of, you know, between, um, I'm not even sure what they call it now, but what used to be called Barrow and Prudhoe Bay. I mean, we're so far west that, like, the only way you get cell service is by, like, recently erected cell phone towers that are really just, uh, oh, I forgot what they're actually called, but they're like repeaters. They're not even real cell phone towers. They're just repeating whatever information is off of whatever nearest tower. So, you know, like, there's not good internet out there. I can't for sure be able to, you know, get on and look at, uh, you know, even an assignment, much less do it. I mean, I could write the assignment and, you know, maybe six weeks later turn it in, but I don't know that that's going to fly uh, in college. So I really want to. Uh, I think it's very possible that I'm going to skip this, this spring semester. Again, I don't want to do that. I'd like to keep this momentum I've got going. I'm just trying to be pragmatic. You know, I don't want to spend money that I'm not going to be able to, um, like, really uh, succeed with. You know, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to put myself in a situation to fail, I guess. Yeah. On the other hand, on the other hand, it would be nice to keep going, even just take a class. Uh, I I haven't really gotten there yet. Well, that's good. At least you're thinking it through and you have a plan in front of you. And I would say that probably making money is very important. (laughs) Not probably. It is very important. So being able to take that and focus on work first, I, I think that's a good recipe. Well, and it's especially important right now because Ashley and I just uh, put in an offer and got it accepted on a house. Uh, oh, shit. Now, yeah, I know. I haven't told you about that. So uh, we found a really funky place on the other side of Spinard. It's actually where, like, right behind where Ian and I used to live, over there between, uh, uh, like, Spinard and Northern Lights. It's in that Turnigan side area in between those two. Yeah. Uh, it's, a co- it's a cool place. It's got a lot of, like, our kind of funk to it. And there's a working wet bar downstairs, and the, the downstairs is is big enough that a person could probably stack like legitimately two or three different ping pong or pool tables in. The big long, it's it's long. It's not really that wide. It is wide enough for pool tables, certainly. Actually, it's it's a pretty cool downstairs. But there's also a currently uh, inoperable jacuzzi built into the place and a tanning bed. So dang, it's, it's a funky old place. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Congratulations. Yeah, well, you know, we have to get it inspected. The last house we put an offer on, when we got it inspected, uh, the foundations turned out to be some bullshit that you might find in a fishing village near Huna or some bullshit. Yeah, I mean, that last place was literally on pilings. In the middle of Anchorage, off of Spinard, it was on pilings. It was There was four concrete blocks that they had on four corners and one beam running up the middle. It was not a foundation. And, you know, part, part of me thinks, well, it made it through the last two earthquakes, so it ought to make it through, through the next one. But, you know, uh, the guy who did the inspection was like, well, 
yeah, made it through the last two, but that doesn't mean it'll make it through the next one. And so, you know, we're waiting for, for the inspection to come back and we'll, we'll see, you know, what uh, finagling we do from there. But yeah, we, we have an offer on a house and we're really excited about it. Uh, you know, it's certainly going to be me and Ashley's first property and uh, that's exciting. Have you guys started any of the other process that goes along with it? Like thinking about furniture and all that? Or are you just kind of waiting to see how the inspection comes back Fuck first? Before? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. Well, I mean, like, you know, it is something we do need to think about because our current furniture is absolutely thrashed. I don't know, uh, you know, in our heads, getting all this uh, uh, very comfortable couches that you can recline in at, at the time sounded like a really good idea. Turns out in practice, having like uh, me and my brother-in-law, Tyler, two big boys who are constantly on these couches, you know, sleeping, eating, what, doing whatever, uh, just thrash the fuck out of these things. They, I mean, I wouldn't fucking give these to, away to somebody if they asked for them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would just, no, fucking burn them to the ground. I mean, matter of fact, I told Ashley, uh, before we get rid of these things, I want to light them on fire. That's how much they pissed me off. Because, you know, I spent a lot of money on these fucking couches and they suck. Well, or at least we fucked them up. But yeah, we haven't started thinking about that. We sure as fuck haven't started packing or cleaning this place up. We're, we're going to procrastinate on that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a good idea, though, to wait until you know that that house is yours and things are in motion before you start doing too much where you're at now. Yeah, I mean, that, that certainly uh, makes a lot of sense. But yeah, we're... We're uh, we're seeing where we go. We get we have our inspection this Friday, and you know we'll figure out more from there. But yeah, use some of that stock market money to furnish the shit out of the house. Hey, you know what? Since November fourth, my stocks have been looking great. They have been on the rise. <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's any correlation between that and the world, but uh, very specifically, since November fourth, my stocks have all risen. So I'm making money right now. I'm like that. I wanted to check in with you on that. I know we talked about that a long time ago when this pandemic first hit. We were going to play fantasy stocks instead of fantasy sports. Yeah, uh, my stock portfolio is is slow and steady. It's going okay, but uh, I know you were in some other stocks and didn't know how that was going on your end. Uh, well, so you know, uh, good. It's good. I I really wish I had put some more money into different stocks when I did. You know, like load up more on some different things that I did. Like I, I loaded up on a bunch of energy stocks because, you know, oil at that time was tanked. So I, I got a bunch of oil stocks uh, and, you know, it's coming back, but very, very, very slowly. And I frankly think that uh, uh, one of the reasons I'm getting a safety degree is so I could work in other industries because I'm not, I don't think that we're going to phase out of oil in my lifetime necessarily, but I do see, actually, I do think that. I do think we we don't have much more time where oil is king. I think I think the the proof is in the pudding with you know uh, other energy sources that are renewable that it's not the best way. I think it's it's the best way in a lot of things like equipment, for example. You cannot replace diesel in a dozer. Sorry, you're not going to be able to do that. So I think there always will be a market for oil. I just don't think it's going to be as much. So you know, like I say, I, I wish I would have maybe gone heavier into some other things than I did those oil stocks on the other hand if those ever do rebound i got them for rock bottom prices and if i get if those you know do ever recover to the, like their five-year averages dude i'm sitting on quite a bit of money 
for not much, you know, I only really put in about a thousand bucks into stocks and my, what I've recuperated so far is well over like four grand. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely sitting on a nice little chunk on not much uh, investment, but you know, if I had put more money into uh, a couple of uh, uh, biomedical places that I actually put into sort of unwittingly just chunked them in and, you know, then they started making Corona tests. Well, of course I could have never foreseen that, but you know, had I foreseen that fuck, I would be sitting on a pile, but oh well. Yeah. I think at the very beginning there, there were some biomedical stocks that we bought into. And at that point, it's a crapshoot of which ones are going to actually be working on the coronavirus vaccines or testing or any of that. So it's still a gamble, but I, I do feel like those have been moving a little bit more recently. Same thing with me. A couple of my energy stocks are going up, but you see it kind of like you were talking about with diesel and oil. You see states like California that are saying they're not going to allow gas powered cars in a certain amount of years. And you're like, oh shit, like that's, that's a big indicator, but you're right. Oil and gas will never go away. It no. may not be they, as they available to consumers like you and me, but to the big industries, it's always going to be around. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is like the amount of money it would take to, you know, overhaul so many massive systems to get them to, you know, wind or solar, as opposed to diesel, for example, it would just be, you know, astronomical. You, you really couldn't even do it. I mean, there's so much that's, that's powered by that. Uh, of course, that's by design. I think that, that was purposely done. You know, uh, while, while it's true that they might not be scrupulous, uh, oil companies certainly are smart and, you know, figured out a long time ago, if we get uh, oil in literally everything, it will always be there. And <laughs> hence plastic. <laughs> I mean, right. that, that was done by design. We'll put it in fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, the stock market, it's been fun. As weird as that sounds, it's been fun to play because you're like, oh, I don't know which ones are going to be good, but hey, I'm going to throw 20 bucks on this one and just kind of see what happens. And it's something that you can follow along with, follow the news, follow everything that's going around with it. I haven't sold much stocks. Uh, I sold one in the early beginning which I kind of regret now it was one of those energy stocks. But ever since then, I've just kind of held on to everything because it's the long game, right? You're just kind of yeah. playing to see what's going to happen. And if, you know, you said you're up about four times on your investment. I'm up probably hundred or 200 bucks on mine. You just kind of play it and see where it goes. And Hey, you got to You have this little extra pool of money here that you didn't before. Well, well, that and like you say, it is kind of like fantasy football or something where like you're you're picking your horse to ride, and uh, it is kind of fun. I mean, is I I can say without a shadow of doubt that a hundred percent of what I bought into was just like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Like, <laughs> right? We didn't do a like, lot of like, research. There, there was zero research. As a matter of fact, there is zero research. I mean, uh, the very first stock I bought was literally because one of my buddies was like, "Hey, do you buy stocks?" I was like. No. And he's like, well, you should. And I was like, all right, <laughs> that's how that worked. I mean, so, so I'll tell you specifically, it, it was a, a buddy of mine who used to work for Halliburton and he uh, had a bunch of stock from them because uh, when he was working for him, he could get it, you know, ludicrously cheap. And uh, 
you know, it had fallen so much that um, it uh, he was, you know, doubling up on the stuff. And he was like, hey, man, look, I don't know if you do stocks, but like right now, if this just goes back to the average of a little while, dude, you'll make money. So, you know, I chucked a little bucks in and, you know, I think I've made like six or seven hundred bucks off of that one. And like I say, it's not even where it's been yet uh, averaged for the last five years. I don't know that it'll, it'll necessarily do like that without some real serious recovery in, in the uh, oil markets in general. You know, that's sort of how that goes. But, you know, if I hit on that, boy, man, that that was a cool pickup. So, yeah, I did no research. Uh, it's <laughs> it's all, all gut feelings. I would do a lot better with with fantasy hockey, I think, than I do with uh, with stocks. But, you know, if, if, if I could recreate that uh, success in, in, in fantasy hockey that I've, I've had in fantasy stocks, then shit, I could win all sorts of leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more money in the fantasy stocks than uh, fantasy yeah, hockey. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, and that's another thing. I, I wish I had a whole lot more money to throw into them. Like, it sure would be nice to be a hedge fund manager or, you know, a trust fund baby. It would be really cool to get like a $30 million loan, for example, and just throw that into stocks. Like, that'd be cool. <laughs> I'd really like to do that, but yeah, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> hey, you just have to put it out there in the universe, and maybe play some uh, drawings, or you know, enter some giveaways. They don't have the lottery in Alaska, but you know, if you don't play, you can't win. That's right. Speaking of that, this may sound kind of weird. Don't hold this against me. But during this whole pandemic, I don't know why, but Sarah started getting the publishers' clearinghouse bullshit that they send <laughs> and it's kind of like a little scavenger hunt with all the little things that they make you do to make sure that your entry is official so mm-hmm. i thought it would be fun to just do that and that's been my little like project over this pandemic like <laughs> taking extra time making sure i'm going through all the pieces of paper and matching up all the labels and everything because shit man if it works out i'm not saying it will i have no indication that it will I know that it won't, but if it did, but if it did, you know, it would be pretty fucking incredible. And it's one of those things. It's one of those things where you, if you don't play, you can't win. So if I didn't enter, you know, I, I for sure wouldn't win. Now I have like a fingernails chance of winning. Yeah. Who knows? It could be fun. Who knows? You will never see me again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you'll be doing the Domesticated Dude podcast from your yacht. That'll be the difference. That is true. That is true. That's that's how I'm going to turn this into my full-time gig. <laughs> Got to raise that capital, you know. That's right. Well, hey, man, we've been talking for a little while. We've we've hit on some key points. Before we head out and tackle this next week, is there anything else that's on your mind that we should talk about? Oh, no, just, you know, keep fighting the good fight. This is a, a weird time in, in history, you know, like, I, I, I want to go do things with people. Doesn't really feel like it's worth it that much. You know, like, that's that's what's been really cool about these podcasts, but also, you know, like, Zoom meetings, period. I mean, you not the same by a long shot, but, you know, getting to look at your friend's face when you're talking to him is a whole bunch different than, you know, just being on a phone call. But, you know, uh, keep fighting the good fight, you know. We're all in this shit together. Do your part, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would echo that sentiment. And it was weird during Thanksgiving. Usually we're with my with my parents and my aunts and uncles, but shit, we did a Zoom meeting for an hour or two. And that was awesome. Like that that gave me that feeling that we were together. 
And for a short period of time, that's what we're going to have to do. And I think that's okay. Like we will make it through and we'll be stronger for it on the other end too. Yeah. And wear fucking masks, which speaking of which, I think uh, there should be some DD uh, face masks. I think we oh, can. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe. I'll look into it. That could be cool. <laughs> I feel I feel weird wearing a mask with a logo on it. It feels, uh, it doesn't feel right to me. I don't know. It's but, weird. So after that poker game we played, I realized that my, my beard was really out of order looking at you. Uh, you know, the one problem with, with uh, the beards that we got going on right now is a fucking mask covers every bit of this bullshit. And yeah. it's like, I, I I feel like I'm in high school or some bullshit. I don't I, <laughs> You got to see this beard to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's one less step for me in the morning. I don't have to worry about it looking straight or anything. I just throw my mask right. on and it's good to go. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, that was fun. All right, man. Well, hey, yeah, I'll let you get back to writing your paper. Good luck, and I'll talk to you soon. For sure. All right, man. See you later.